Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. A video of an emotional woman on a plane saying that the man next to her was not real goes viral. That motherfucker back there is not real. This is followed by multiple videos of people claiming to have witnessed the man's eyes wink from side to side. When he winked at me and it was his left eye looking back at me, it didn't wink like this. It winked like this. It didn't like like this. It was almost like his pupils winked. It was like from like this way. A video from 2022 falsely claims that it captured the event. And while it all goes viral, many of us can smell the nonsense. A Freemason with 300,000 followers on TikTok releases a video claiming to be the actual man from the plane. So we're attempting to fly out of Dallas-Fort Worth, and then basically this woman, she sits next to me, and she's clearly been drinking. I'm minding my own business, and sure enough, she sees my hoodie that has this Freemason logo on it. And on top of that, she noticed my ring, so she started to ask questions. Nothing dramatic, just ask me, do I know what these symbols mean? Why am I wearing it? What's the purpose? Yada, yada, yada. And long story short, I basically just say, hey, I'm a Freemason. Next thing I know, she basically starts to grill me about low-level Freemason and that it's all Satanism and that it's ruled by reptilians and blah, blah, blah. So I simply put my hood up and I started to ignore her and basically just mind my own business. So moral of the story, don't believe everything you hear on the internet. You cannot believe anything you hear on the internet or anywhere else for that matter. And there are two main reasons why this all went viral. First off, the story of reptilian humanoids living among us goes all the way back to the beginning of recorded history. The oldest official writings on Earth are the Sumerian texts. They describe a reptilian race that genetically modified human beings with their own reptilian DNA. All three of the Abrahamic religions describe a reptilian race of humanoids that live among us. The story of the Garden of Eden in the Torah, wherein Adam and Eve were created in the image of the Elohim, reptilian beings known as the Nachash began breeding with Eve so that they could be more like the Elohim. According to the Torah, these Nahash were obsessed with genetic modification and still live among us today, where they feed off a substance called Afar, which is the same substance that human beings are made of. In the Christian Bible, this creature is described as a serpent in a tree. In the Nag Hammadi, early Christian Gnostics wrote of a race of creatures known as the Archons, described as a reptilian humanoid. These archons fed off of humans, including negative emotions such as fear and anger. The Quran also has writings that describe reptilian creatures who live among us, known as the jinn. The Australian Aboriginal people have traditions and paintings that date back thousands of years, depicting a rainbow serpent creator god. And about 10,000 miles away, the Aztec Mayan serpent gods Kulkukan and Quetzalcoatl are also described as rainbow serpents and were believed to have created human beings using their own DNA. This is found everywhere. The Druids of England called it Hakpen. The Romans called it Glycon. In Africa, it was Niami Niami. In Egypt, it was Apophis. 
many royal bloodlines have claimed to be descendants of these serpent gods, such as Alexander the Great of Macedon, Emperor Jimu of Japan, and the Dragon Dynasty of Media, now known as Iran. The Nagas serpent beings of India are believed to still live among us in underground cities, and the Hopi Indians have stories of underground cities that are home to thousands of lizard people. Modern science supports the idea that humans have been genetically modified in the distant past, and neuroscientist Paul McLean introduced the triune brain model, which is based on an evolutionary view of human brain development, the reptilian brain being the most primal. This is where our fight or flight response comes from. It is the home of our lower ego mind. If we are part reptilian, then this could explain why we are so flawed and why we have Jesus to show us how to behave. Which brings us to the second reason why this all went viral. The reptilian brain craves a... Oh yeah. You guys are tuned into the American Journal. If you think I'm Harrison Smith, well, you probably believe in lizard people. Shapeshifters, that is. It's a great report we played in the first five there. Matt Weber filling in for Harrison Smith today. You know what that means. We're taking your calls in the uh, bottom half of the hour throughout the rest of the show. We can uh, open those phone lines now. If you guys would uh, like to flood the, the call lines, really just inundate the crew with, with your calls and your opinions, you can do so now by calling one 789 2539 They'll be glad to take your call and listen to your life story. And uh, so make sure to have that ready. But uh, until then, it's just you and me. And uh, we're going to talk about the news, talk about a couple of things. Let's start off here. We've got uh, some news out of France. Harrison's been tracking a lot of French news lately. Piers, uh, everything's fine there, actually. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the country's on fire, but everything's fine. But uh, actually, uh, France indicts son of Osama bin Laden for glorifying terrorism on social media crazy story right osama bin laden if you haven't heard of him he's uh the former notorious head of the terrorist group al-qaeda and uh he was the mastermind of the 9-11 attacks kind of like a co-mastermind if you uh ask me along with like the cia whatever uh attacks the uh he he attacked the world trade center we know who he is but on thursday july 6th it was revealed that bin Laden's son, Omar, it's a great name, uh, Omar, who's been living in northern France since 2021, had been indicted for glorifying terrorism after allegedly posting on social media, praising his father on the anniversary of his death on May 2nd. Uh-oh, Omar, tell me you didn't do it. So he's an artist lives in northern France and other parts of Europe. He's got like a couple houses. He's part of the Bin Laden family. The Bin Laden family's, you know, 
tight with the CIA or they were tight with the Bushes before 9-11. Apparently there was like some fallout. They don't talk anymore. Maybe they do. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I just thought that this was a, uh, a really funny story because, you know, he, he just uh, uh, said something about, uh, you know, his whole thing. He got roasted in the comments, by the way. He had this social media post and he, uh, reading through this article, a bunch of people said, uh, history is written only with the blood of these people to tell the story of those martyrs who made history. Oh, yeah. Uh, their blood is a lifeline of our faith until the day of judgment is what the post said. But um, here's here's some responses. The bloodshed he unleashed never ceased in these sins uh, that he and his followers will always, his followers, his fellows will always bear. May you and your father get what you deserve. Uh, so yeah. All right. Let's talk about free speech in France. I guess in France, if you uh, glorify terrorism, you're going to jail, which is hilarious because France is literally on fire. I don't know if you guys know that, but uh, we've got a couple of videos here. We can just kind of roll those in the background. Apparently, uh, France is uh, had a bunch of churches that have been catching on fire. It's kind of like a trend there. It's like a TikTok trend, like go light a Catholic church on fire in France. And uh, we don't know who could be doing all of this, right? It's definitely not any form of terrorism. But I just think it's funny, right? Got. I was thinking, actually, okay. So joking aside, when people destroy these old works, right? It's tragic, right? When uh, I think one of the one of the biggest tragedies of uh, the Syrian war, aside from the loss of life and bloodshed, right, were all of these wonders of the ancient world that were being destroyed. You think about the uh, the time that these people spent. Some of these people probably dedicated their whole lives to their craft, which was probably something like stone masonry, to create some of those ancient wonders or these churches. Right. And you look at like the the sheer dedication. Right. And you don't have to be a Catholic to appreciate those places. Right. You just take a look at. You know what what the building itself even stands for. Right. That we're willing to put all of our time into something like that. Right. Show what we're capable of as a species what we what we can accomplish when we come together right a church is just a building but you know it's the community that that is housed there there you know it's it's a symbol and uh it's a shame to see those symbols burning and just destroyed like that so i just think it's a little funny that uh france is indicting the son of osama bin laden when it's like, you don't have to. Some guy in the comments, you know, the comments say it all. Let Omar say what he wants. He's not literally burning France to the ground like some people. Some people. And we can take that, you know, why that is uh, relevant news to Americans, right? You know, shows what happens when you have a rapid influx of people who just aren't aren't compatible with your culture 
right? And what do I mean by that? I'm not saying that they cannot assimilate, that assimilation is beyond their ability. What I'm saying is that off the bat, right, you set yourself up for failure when you're importing a lot of people like that, right? Because they can't communicate, they don't communicate the same way, right? There's a language barrier to a lot of the migrants that come into France, right? That seems to be the way um, with people who are coming into America right now, right? In these caravans that are crossing illegally, right? There's no great way to vet these people, right? When asked for their papers or their passports, you know, oh, it got lost at sea. Oh, it yada, yada. So it's very difficult to tell the the pasts of these people. Beyond that, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a litany of issues, right? How are they going to support themselves, right? I hate always saying that like, oh, someone's a skilled worker, an unskilled worker, right? Because, you know, many jobs take skill, right? But... If uh, if a person shows up in a in a country with no no relevant industry, right? Or you know maybe there's someone who does plumbing in Africa. Well, maybe the plumbing standards are different in France, just like French plumbing standards are different from ASNI standards, ANSI standards in the United States, right? We've all got our different codes, and you can't just go to a country and just open up shop. setting yourself up for failure but again you take a look at it and uh this has always been my uh my philosophy or my my the way i i see them rationalizing this it's that the economy needs an influx of workers right the there's a tax base that's unsustainable so you need to get fresh people in so Kind of at a catch-22, right? People at the top who have a lot of the access to money, right? They would rather uh, have people below them, you know, a greater mass of people uh, competing for uh, a, a job, right, by bidding down the, the, the wage, right, of, of how that works. Just kind of the economics of that interaction. But... Uh, yeah, France is on fire, guys. So, hope you can take that and use that in your everyday life. Take that info. I guess. I don't know. All right. See you in four minutes. We have three original. One-of-a-kind toothpaste designed by my father, a dentist, at InfoWarsStore.com that don't have fillers, that are filled with high-quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste, we have the ultimate tooth whitening with coral calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste, again, with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good, not just for your teeth and your gums, but your whole mouth, your throat, and more. These are really game-changing toothpaste. They're very, very strong. Most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride. Ours don't and it doesn't have fillers in it, it is just chock full of incredible things that God gave us through Mother Nature. So, it's now back in stock. It became a bestseller. 
The turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWorksStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth whitening toothpaste. we got some of that left. And we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpaste in stock for a limited time, InfoWorksStore.com. InfoWorksStore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning. If you're just tuning in and expecting to see Harrison, guess what? You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, It's Matt filling in for Harrison. Going over a litany of BS in the news. It's amazing. How's your Monday going? Hi, Mom. Uh, This segment, we'll be talking about, uh, oh, hey, uh, a decade, a decade in the making. What what has been with you for the past 10 years? I'll tell you what's been with the country, the demoralization campaign that is Black Lives Matter. Uh, love this little piece by Mike Gonzalez. All right. I'm assuming now this is me assuming, okay. That Mike Gonzalez is not white. Therefore he cannot be racist. So the voice in which he writes this article is totally toned down. Um, anyway, uh, funny things you can skip through. We all know what happened with St. George Floyd and all those people. Oh, George Floyd was like part three, like black lives matter part three, but um, interesting stats, right? <clears throat> that, um, you get to the end of this article, civilian homicides have apparently risen or rose 10% between 2014 and 2019 in localities where BLM protested after Ferguson. Shocking, but not surprising. Uh, according to Gallup, uh, 56%. Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah, you, that, that Black Lives Matter. There you go. Demoralization campaign. Telling you that you're racist. You're a police officer who works in a really bad district and you probably have to put up with BS all day and you get crapped on left and right. And then guess what? Some dude died uh, for some reason. Maybe he had it coming. Maybe he didn't. But uh now you're a racist for uh, trying to uh, keep law and order in those places. I don't know. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Speaking of scams, uh, trillion dollar grift. This was an interesting headline for me. Uh, it's one of those news stories that reads like a novel. So 
kind of boring. Um, but Sean Woods, uh, I guess, has uh, written here in Yahoo about the uh, trillion-dollar grift inside uh, the greatest scam of all time. And uh, wouldn't you know it that uh, Larry Kudlow <laughs> was one of the players in this article. It's uh, about this guy who's a CEO of LexisNexis Risk Solutions warning the government that they were opening themselves up for tons of scams with all this COVID relief. Takes like an IQ of 90 to realize that's true, but um, (laughs) uh, one of the funny things about this, uh, this reminds me a lot. It's like the government knew that they were going to be doing this. It makes me wonder if in the 1940s with the Manhattan Project and Area 51, right, if uh, with Area 51, the government could hide the amount of power draw that was equivalent to Las Vegas, right? They could hide that from everybody. It's like, oh, well, tons of energy just going out in the middle of the desert that we're consuming, like all these megawatt hours, you know, it's so weird, but nobody asked any questions. No journalist asked any questions. Nobody looked in the right places, right? You have this this issue or this, this instance where um, – 9-11, right? That one plane that hit that one building called the Pentagon in that one area where they were handling like this black budget stuff where, you know, all this money disappeared like in the trillions. Crazy. And then now we had this COVID relief where like, oh my gosh, there were tons of scams. I feel like, I feel like, I know I've got no substantial evidence of this, but I feel like if the government wanted to get more like black funds for all this like stuff that we don't know about because, you know, our tax money doesn't pay for it all. Right. Because, you know, we're paying record taxes and we're in record debt, but we've still got all these crazy programs that we need to fund because if not, someone else somewhere in the globe is going to be developing this potentially lethal or weaponized technology. So we've got to do it first. So therefore, you know, it just seems like one of those things, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm just super skeptical. I don't know. I don't know. It seems suspicious. It seems like the people at the top of the government who make these policies, who like are probably college educated, like multiple times over, they've taken many laps in the collegiate arena. They couldn't force. No, they, they foresaw that. They knew that they were opening the door for scams and for BS because they probably either profited from it personally, indirectly, or there's a government program that took a bunch of money that, you know, is now in some black program somewhere. That's just my two cents. I don't know. I probably will never know, right? So this country, you know, RFK is really going to be getting my vote because I think he uh, had a statement that said the country can only heal when the government stops lying to its people. And that is so true. That is so true. It's what drives us here at InfoWars, right? We just don't trust the government. We're those people. <laughs> We've like read a story or two. Crazy, right? Uh, moving on, moving on. We only got a couple minutes, like I said, in T minus. 
six minutes, we'll be going to your calls at the bottom of the hour. We've already got two callers lined up. Tim in California, I'm looking at you. And Sean, you don't have to give me your last name. I know who you are, Sean. Man from Coney Island. We'll be going to your calls in just a second. No, 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 not now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know he's live. Sean, don't say anything. I'll have to cut you off. Looking at you on the screen. Two minutes. Hey, call in. They're open lines. 877-789-2539. It's Monday. I want to know the craziest thing that you believe that you've never told anybody else, not even your parents. What's the craziest thing you believe in? Is it lizard people? We played a report on that. Today's the day to call in. Okay. Going to need you to call in right now. You don't even have to use your real name if you don't want to. Just a tip. You could even give us a fake look. Oh, I see someone's calling in right now. They're heeding my warnings. All right, just a couple minutes. In the meantime, I'm just going to remind you that uh, we've got this 4th of July super sale. It's at InfoWarsStore.com. Guess what? I'm not hiding anything from you. We got deals. And as someone who looks at the marketing of all the stuff that goes on here, I'll tell you, this is the time to buy. The next time you're going to see discounts this deep and this wide is at Christmas. So if you want a supply of something, I'd buy it now. The uh, Ultimate Fish Oil, it's a great product. I take fish oil all the time. It's great for my brain. It's 40% off right now. So, yeah, I'd do that if I were you. Got tons of other stuff here. Just a great deal. Hey, maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for someone else. Someone you like. Just saying. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Stoppelganger. Harrison Smith's doppelganger is what he meant to say. Um, anyways, you are tuned into the American Journal. Keep it locked there. Taking your calls. Hey, if you want to interact with the show today, now's your chance. Got like five people calling in. 
got a ton more lines, give us a call. We're going straight out to Tim. Tim's got a litany of things that I, and by extension, the audience needs to know. Tim, California, what's going on? Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, uh, so far so good. How about you? Oh, you know. Oh, you know. Yeah, same old, right? Yep. It's a Monday. Hey, uh, yeah, okay. Now here's a few for you. Okay. Just saw this morning, Lieutenant Chris Oliveras from the Texas Department of Health. Public, I'm sorry, Department of Public Safety. He's the one you always see reporting from the border there. Mm. And he was reporting that the Biden administration is opening a new pathway for immigration because the Department of Homeland Security has now ruled that residents of Colombia and Central America can now enter legally if they have a relative here. Mm. Sounds well, legit. Come on, come on down. Yeah, yeah, come on down. Uh, yeah. Anyways, another one uh, just yesterday from CNN. North Korea, the president, you know Kim Jong, uh, he's uh, calling on the international community to stop Japan's release of treated Fukushima wastewater. Yeah, it turns the, out North you know, Korea the, and the, China both, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Here in California, I don't want an arm growing out of the center of my forehead. I'm just saying. Uh, but as it turns out, the uh, UN's International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, mm-hmm. said last week that Tokyo's plan was safe and in line. Exactly. And so now they've they're, they're going to allow radioactive wastewater that's measuring 1.32 million metric tons, enough to fill more than 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools, is going to be released. Sometime this summer. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I can totally mm. tell. Actually, a uh, Japanese sea sludge is what tells the uh, the story of the human impact on Earth. Beneath the seawater in Japan's uh, Beppu Bay lie layers of seemingly unremarkable sediment. But it uh, turns out that uh, it's pretty messed up for your health. So, I'm, I'm thinking this is not good. I'm just thinking it's not good, yeah. you know. It, it, it's uh, what, what was I thinking of this morning that it compares with? Oh yeah, Greg Reese's report where it's like, hey, lucky for them at Alcoa, they had a guy that figured out how to get rid of this deadly sludge called uh, fluoride. We'll just tell them it's good for tooth decay for children. Hmm. Right. We'll put it in the water to help everyone. Of course, yeah. No, the, uh, the the nuclear radiation that they'll be releasing is just going to foster uh, evolution. It's going to promote uh yeah. you know evolution it's going to help to fast track it that's the way i see it yeah, another no, one that's a mind bl- I, sure. I got another mind blower for you sure Are you ready for this one mm-hmm. the u.s debt the united states debt exploded 865 billion dollars in 28 days just one month and that's larger than finland hong kong and greece's combined so i saw gdp when perusing one of my news aggregators this morning citizen free press i saw that they linked to the national debt clock so why is it why did u.s debt explode i'm i'm not sure i can answer that i Mm. i believe it's it's just you're just you're borrowing too much Mm. yeah too many programs too much foreign aid and and the uh, well, 
and your bar. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this. The con- last month, the Congressional Budget Office, you know, the CBO, released a report that projected that the U.S. debt will dramatically outpace GDP growth, which isn't mm-hmm. hard when you're only doing like 1%. And it will be nearly three times the country's GDP in three decades. So they reported, uh, they predicted that by 2053, the U.S. GDP will rise to $79.5 trillion with the debt meteorically ascending to $143 trillion. $143.895 trillion. And uh, the U.S., the hemorrhaging U.S. debt will likely have detrimental effects on the U.S. economy. There's an understatement. Well, now you know why we've got to get a larger tax base by importing people from other countries. There you go. Yeah, that'd be it makes about, perfect sense. That'd be about the reason. Tim, thanks for giving it us a makes call. Perfect sense. Hey, Tim, thanks Good for morning. giving us a call. You take and, care. And uh, thank you so much. We're moving on. Uh, we got Sean from Coney Island. Is our next caller who called in. Uh, we'll be taking your call right about now. You want to talk about the scooter shooter? The guy who shot the guy going to the mosque. What's going oh, yeah, on with the scooter shooter? Good morning, Matt. I also want, and I hope Harrison is doing well. I, I wanted to uh, bring up the scooter shooter and how we have this emergency broadcasting system in place that tells us all kinds of stuff about missing kids and the weather, but nothing about anything to really save our lives in an emergency. Is there any way we could figure? When, I mean, even the beginning of COVID, I was waiting for the emergency broadcasting system. I was hearing shelter in place. I was hearing lock yourself in your house, but no emergency broadcasting system, not one. So it's been reported that um, there's also an emergency broadcast system that uh, lets people know of of race crimes or hate crimes. Is that, is that the same emergency system or it's a, it's a different emergency alert that we're talking about? I mean, I think it comes across the phone the same the same exact way, emergency broadcasting system alert. And then it would be either an amber alert or it would be a weather alert or it would be uh, lockdown COVID alert, you know. Mm, yeah. But anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that whole thing. I was waiting for the one day, all these years of testing it, testing it, testing it. Then when we had an emergency, I'm like, well, where is this thing? I actually made a fake one. I told people, go wash your hands. You know, I tell you, uh, one one thing that is actually a great emergency alert system. Now, it's not going to give you a text, but the Citizen app, right? The Citizen app uh, uh, is great for checking out what's going on in your neighborhood. And then you yourself, when you're talking to people like your neighbors in your community, uh, you can warn them. You can say, hey, listen, do you know that uh, the other night what we thought were fireworks? Those were gunshots. Maybe stay away from X and Y block, you know what I mean? Because, you know... For reasons, right? Fifty Cent says, uh, "Stay out of L.A." You know, so yeah, that's that's kind of a, a nice solution to uh, to that. But uh, yeah, that's. And then I wanted to bring up how you mentioned: uh, Is there anything that's ever happened in our lives that we've never mentioned to anybody before? Mm. Well, uh, back in 1994, my story again: My son was given a three-in-one vaccination that. 12 hours later, he died in my arms, God rest his soul. Now, he was two and a half months old when he got this three-in-one shot, and we were, I was alert that it's too strong and that they were rushing um, these inoculations on babies. Um, you know, the idea of three-in-one 
is that it's supposed to be spaced out over a course of a year or two-year period and that the, so the child doesn't get that strong of an inoculation at once because it kills babies and uh, it killed my son. God rest his soul. So since then, I've been on this heavy journey to find out about SIDS because that's what I told it was. And then I figured out SIDS was a lie. And I actually told Alex at the beginning, beginning of COVID, before they even had the vaccination or, or, or exactly as they rolled it out, that there's going to be sudden adult death syndrome. I actually said it on the show. I have a tape, which I just lost my phone at the hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. So all of my five years of, of, of stuff on the phone is gone. All my two years with you guys is gone. So uh, anyway, yeah, I want to say I, hot I was dogs, having, huh? yeah, my, my, my whole life's uh, uh, journey is now gone in, in Coney Island somewhere floating in the ocean. I wanted to bring up uh, something that was going on in my life. After my son, God rest his soul, had passed away at two and a half months old, I was having these weird dreams every couple of years where he was coming to me in my dream and growing up in the dream. As, are we going to commercial? Sorry. We're going to commercial. That is... Breaks my heart, man. Breaks my heart. Sean, thanks for so calling in. the story in. goes, my son had the same dream years later. And then... The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who have already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount to start the lowest price out there you need this filter i have been in a 28 year marathon battle with the globalist i have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics not just in america but in the world we are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war but i don't deserve the credit Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. You guys are tuned into the American Journal. We're taking phone calls today. Matt filling in for Harrison. Harrison will be back tomorrow. We got tons of interviews, some live, some taped. You're going to want to tune in for that stuff throughout the week. So 
We are going to our next caller. Simon in Florida wants to talk about Iran exercising dynamic diplomacy. Iran, of all countries, right? Death to America. They've got diplomacy on their side now. Simon, fill us in. Hi there, Matt. Hi, um, good morning. You're most welcome, you're most welcome to uh, ask me any other questions. If you've got anything that you're um, interested in on the old international forum, um, I'll happily chat about Iran, but I'm amazed you guys aren't having a massive celebration since uh, Mark Rutter has announced that he's leaving politics. That is the super evil WEF dude who for a dozen years has been the Prime Minister of Holland. Have mm. you heard about that? No, I haven't. I was actually so just, just going to look up Mark Holland. Uh, Mark Rutter. Rit- Mark, Mark Ritter. R-U-T-T-E. He's, he's, well, I guess he's still the Prime Minister because they now have a technocrat government in place. They're probably going to have elections in uh, November. And that obviously is the country that has been hosting the global secretariat for the WEF schemes on agricultural reform, which essentially means getting rid of cattle and replacing that form of livestock protein with bugs. It's now the home of the largest edible insect farm in the world. Sounds delicious. So they are going, yeah, they've been going full steam ahead with that. So when, when he um, and his entire cabinet resigned because the four-party coalition had a big falling out over, funnily enough, what you were also talking about earlier this morning, which is why I'm mentioning it, um, chain migration. Mm. So whether or not when they give people refugee status or otherwise allow them into the country, how soon they were allowed to bring over their massive extended family so you get you know, 20 for the price of one. Sure. And sure. Um, two, of the, two of the coalition partners just wouldn't agree with what the government was proposing. So the, the government basically um, had to resign because it had um, being voted in on that coalition basis. And um, not only did the, the, the whole cabinet resign, and obviously Mark Richard then went as prime minister, so he would have stayed on until the next general election or the next um, special election since they're holding it out of the usual time sequence. Um, just this morning, very early, my flight assistant woke me up at 4 a.m. to check the news, and there within a few seconds, was his announcement to um, the fact that not only was he stepping down from that official position, but that he was going to be resigning as head of his political party and completely leaving politics, just like the Prime Minister of New Zealand did recently. Yeah, that's so odd that he's getting out of politics altogether. I'm just looking yeah. it up as, as, uh, as, you're, as you're talking about it. But, um, but, but, but that, 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 that is very interesting. The people who are anti-World Economic Forum, as I'm sure many of the um, info-warriors listening mm-hmm. are, then, um, you know, this really is cause for celebration. He is definitely, you know, he's one of the people that uh, Klaus Schwab was referring to when he was talking about graduates of the Young Global Leaders Program. Oh, he's made one of those. Their way to head- He's, he's one of those. Mm. He's literally like 
in, in, uh, he's on par with Justin Trudeau in terms of being a WEF douche. Yeah. And yeah. certainly now there's an opportunity for the Dutch people to basically exterminate his party politically and um, to make sure that these crazy um, farm reforms don't go ahead. It's obviously all been completely contrived. I know Alex and um, Harrison have been you know, paying close um, attention to those issues. And it really should be understood that they were the role model for the entire world. And the official plan was for those schemes to be implemented by 2025 so that they demonstrated to all the other countries that it was possible to do on and such a short timeline, time too. Right, 2025 would, is... But it's already being done. It's, it's right. half done. They've got all the laws in place, and all they had to do was, was force the farmers off their land, pay them some compensation, but in order to get compensation, they had to promise that they wouldn't take up farming anywhere else within the entire European Union. So you had three generations of farms on a farm, but that's grandfather, psycho. father, and the son. And in order to get the cash, they had to promise that they would completely discontinue any form, any form of farming anywhere in Europe, not just within Holland. Commercial farming? So or they couldn't even do any, subsistence farming? Oh, yeah. They weren't going to stop them if they were you know, doing window box, you know, sure. growing tomatoes on their, on their balcony in sure. some apartment or something. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it it, it, it's a real, real big deal. That you know, and it was very surprising to people that he completely stepped down as a politician. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe um, when Harrison's back, you'll be able to um, you know do some regular production work for him, and um, and and have on maybe some Dutch guests and a bit of a celebration. I know Mike Yon, who you've had on in the past, I'm sure. Um, He'll be happy about this, and also that in, incredibly beautiful young Dutch woman, Eva. Um, what's the name? Um, Vlad Arings or something. A very very long surname that Alex has had on a few times in the past. I know she's out on the social media celebrating this unexpected turn of events. But otherwise, um, there's a heck of a lot going on in um, the Middle East, and of course, we've got the the NATO summit that has kind of started today. People are turning up and they're all giving kind of mini press conferences. But the main event there is uh, is tomorrow and and Wednesday. But uh, Iran has this um, interesting um, diplomatic venture that they're pursuing. It's called dynamic diplomacy, mm-hmm. and it's why we're seeing it running all over the world. Um, and it's not just for um, defeating U.S. sanctions. It's very much trying to um, increase Iran's role in the world. Very incidentally, their, their economy is also benefiting absolutely enormously from this. When people are talking like your previous guests about America's um, national debt increasing with all these extra bond issues now that we effectively have no debt ceiling until January of 2025, time to hand the problem to the next presidential administration. Um, it was just announced yesterday, because their Sunday is like our Monday, in Iran, that their 
um, April through June, so for their quarter two, their tax receipts increased 41% over a year ago. Wow. Imagine that. The, the tax base of Iran increasing mm-hmm. 41% in 12 months. Now, it's also been rumored that the, well, not rumored, it's been reported in the press, that the, um, the Gulf Corporation Council, they're looking at investing $2 trillion, $2 trillion with a T, into China over the next seven years. It's going to completely change the nature of and the sourcing of the foreign direct investment into China that will mm-hmm. enormously reduce both the American and the European influence because it'll be mainly the Arabs investing there mm-hmm. rather than Americans and, and Europeans. So there is, there is a heck of a lot going on. Do you have any questions? You must have had a look at the news over the weekend event. Actually, uh, I avoided the news this weekend. Um, not a lot <laughs> going on for me. Uh, but that is very interesting. Fair I'll, I'll let you go to all your other calls. I'm sure you've got other people who are, who are keen to chat with you. It's yeah. been a pleasure speaking with you, and um, maybe you can um, reach out to me when you've got a project that you'd be interested in working on together, okay? Sure. Thanks, Simon. Taylor, in Florida, we're going to be taking your call on the other side. We're about to go to break here. Guys, just want to remind you one more time this hour about the sale that we have at InfoWarsStore.com. If you enjoy hearing insights from people like Simon or other callers and you want to support our mission of de-radicalizing people using uh, the airwaves, you can go to InfoWarsStore.com and get yourself a heck of a deal on a supplement that may change your life. Infowarsstore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Filling in for Harrison today. You know we're having fun on a Monday. We got Taylor in Florida. Uh, wants to uh, rock my world here with uh, his take on the Tartaria theory. Am I pronouncing that right? Taylor in Florida. If that is your real What's name. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Doing great. 
Oh, man. Just so you know, whenever you whisper like that, I'm wearing earbuds, and that's like, you know, that that does certain things. So careful. I, did I take you there? The did I take you there? It, it almost did. So, okay. And I'm working, so don't <laughs> do not do that. All right. Um, honestly, I'm just calling in to try and see, like, what your take is on this. I'm just trying to figure out if it's, like, a distraction or if there's actual truth to it. Yeah. Knowing how these cockroaches work, even their distractions have some a semblance of truth in them. Cool. But, yeah, yeah Sataria is... Uh, seeing lumps in there with like you know the whole flatter thing and all that, whatever. Can you can you um, start by but, uh, what what's going on with Tartaria? Tartaria. So Tartaria is basically the theory uh, that essentially uh, there's a large piece of our history that has been completely wiped out and rewritten, including multiple civilizations. One being uh, called Tartaria, and that's spelled T A R T A R I A. Okay. A lot of my information is coming from a great Rumble channel. Um, it's the same name, uh, so Taria dash uh, ether frequency energy and vibration equals key to the energy. Some long name, but essentially, if you find all of that, uh, the emblem of the Rumble channel is a black background with a white ribbon. He's got a, a ten-part series on there. Really good. I like it because he comes at it from a very unbiased thing. He's like, you know, here's this theory. And I'm just going to show you what I find as I find it. And it's pretty, does a pretty good job. Um, now, I had issues with the tense video playing, so I'm not sure if he fixed that. But anyway, there's a lot of really good um, information there. And it's really good to go from like zero to 100 on understanding what's, what's going on with it. Sure. Um, but yeah, so essentially, it's, it's, uh, our history has been completely rewritten, and this land Tataria was destroyed. Mm-hmm. and it was after Atlantis fell, and uh, basically the last flood that happened wasn't from God. It was from these evil entities using dark magic to bring down. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's pretty nuts. Um, but when he, he starts going into it and showing you these ancient buildings and things like that, you're sitting there thinking like, man, you know, there's a lot of this that makes sense. And there's a lot of things like you saying uh, them burning down churches in France. There's a lot of ancient you know, right. ancient architecture in France. It's like, the whole thing is like the whole mud flood theory right. ties right into Tataria. Um, okay. And a lot of these churches uh, have been, they've been found, you know, like these giant, beautiful, ornate um, window decorations. You're just sitting there like, how, how did they come up with this pattern? Well, the pattern aligns with a specific frequency vibration. Um, and so essentially, as you enter the church, you're entering in this specific frequency vibration that is of a healing energy. It's like mm-hmm. we're told that these, these buildings were built by people with horse and buggies. You know, they could build these giant, beautiful, ornate structures, but, you know, they still had mud roads, you know, still had horse crap everywhere. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's something there. But them targeting specifically these ancient structures, that's been done before. And it makes me wonder, like, you know, if there's credence to this, that would make sense as to why they're targeting specifically old infrastructure, especially during wars, when they mm. go and pillage and they go and take all this uh, antiquities and take it back to the you know the museums that hide everything, just like the Vatican does. Man, Taylor, um, hey, let me let me stop you there because we're about to go to break here, but I will respond to this on the other side. This is the first I'm learning of Tataria, but I do have opinions on this. Is it a distraction? 
I'll give you my two cents on the other side. everybody tune into the american journal we were just talking to taylor from florida about tataria right is it a big distraction and what's the significance of it right uh here's my take on distractions uh when i first woke up right when i first uh got into the uh conspiracy stuff i was you know big in agenda setting Right when you look at uh, what news stories come to prominence, uh, you know nationally, internationally, even locally, right? There are local agenda setters um, in your area. But uh, what I'm saying is that hey, why not spend fifteen, twenty minutes talking or looking into Tataria? It may be real, it may not be real, right? But it's interesting. Right. There's no reason why that needs to distract you all day long. Right. So do I think Tataria is a distraction? Well, maybe for some people who, you know, are unable to, you know, get off of certain things. Sure. Maybe it's a distraction for them. Does it need to be a distraction for you? No. No, it doesn't. Um, here's another thing. You know, you had mentioned, you know, like this, uh, like ancient technology, like um, about uh, glass and and uh, uh, frequencies and, and resonating stuff, you know, and, and uh, you know, what does it matter, right? If those places are burned down, right? Well, you know, let's say it's still standing. Does it matter to you if you never physically enter the building yourself, right? If you're one of these people who never enters this church, who cares if it creates a vibrating frequency that could, you know, do X, Y, or Z, right? Affect you in this way or that way, right? Right. Does it matter? Um, that, that's just kind of my take on that. Do I think that, uh, we have lost technology and, um, uh, let's say technique, right. To time. Of course, of course I do. There are many buildings and structures that we wonder how ancient civilizations made them because, you know, so much of their technique was passed on by, by word of mouth. It wasn't written down. You know, it was something that it, it literally was alive, right? The technique itself was alive and then it died. Super interesting, right? Super, super interesting. And I do think that that's fascinating, right? Um, I don't think it's something that needs to be scoffed at. Um, I think it's like uh, all other archaeological uh, or sociological endeavors, right, where um, we are, we're trying to piece together the past. And sure, there's a, there's a potential um, for people to reinterpret you know, events in history. And, and I think that was maybe the last piece that I wanted to, uh, to touch on was, you know, we talk about these churches burning. Why is that? Why do the, why do the globalists want to take down all this? Well, you know, if it, if it severs a tree from its roots, then it accomplishes the goal of killing the tree. 
right? Um, if you're the type of person who wants to monopolize uh, uh, civilization and you want to, uh, you know, make it in the image of a society that you see fit, wouldn't you dest- first work at destroying uh, the vestiges of the old society, right? Uh, wouldn't you wipe wipe the slate clean? And I think that that is the um, that's the premise that Harrison is operating off of when he does give you this news. I I always uh, try to ask the question. Harrison is great at being um, very uh, he he's a great critical thinker, and he frequently asks who benefits um, in his news analysis, and that's an excellent question to ask. One question I find myself asking when I'm looking at the news, what does it matter? What does it matter? You know? It's one of those things, and I think that that is the answer to why does it matter, right? It's a church burning in France that I'm never going to visit, right? Why does that news matter to me? Well, it matters to me because that church is a symbol of a past civilization and that past civilization is being uh, wiped away, right, from the people that live there. And if it happens there, guess what? It could happen here. I think it's very interesting also in the sense that, uh, you know, I recently met an Italian dude, very cool, very smart guy. And uh, we were just talking about uh, a place, uh, when we were talking, uh, that had been around since the 1800s and it didn't impress him much because I think he told me that the house that his family lived in has been around since like the 1500s. And I was like, Whoa, you got me there. So Taylor, I hope that answers your question. Um, we are going to John in Ontario. Looks like you have been holding the longest John. Let's see if we can address Ooh, craziest end of the world stuff. Let's dig into that. John, people tell you you're crazy. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Uh, This is John from Ontario. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing a shirt right now. I thought you should know that. Um, Okay. As long as you're wearing pants. (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh, craziest stuff. Okay. So I got got a lot of crazy beliefs. Okay. And... um, this this one though, I think end of the world is the most pertinent right now. I think everyone looking around can say, "Yeah, that's that's sort of something that we can see uh, is a definite possibility." And uh, so, like back in 2017, I was a researcher, and uh, there was some weird, you know, all this stuff going on with the stars and stuff. And where were you? Re- December, where were you a researcher, or what were you researching? Well. I, I I was a private, you know, I'm doing it on my own, but I, you know, all my waking moments that I had, I was just researching whatever was coming my way. And at the time, it was this stuff with Jupiter, because between December 10th, 2016, and September 22nd, 2017, Jupiter sat in the same spot in the sky. Mm. And it was, and it was, it's never happened before. Like, you can go, and there's several apps you can go online, you can check the stars, and you can go back in time, forward in time, and see where they're going to be. And it's never happened before. So this Jupiter's just sitting there. Was Jupiter in some type of retrograde motion in the sky that made it to where instead of moving backwards from the direction it was heading over time, it was heading the opposite direction, or it was heading in the opposite direction at a speed that was imperceivable? 
Because that happens. Right. It's all our perception, right? It's like from sure. our position, it looks like it's not moving. And I, I too and, 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 was well, an astronomer. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The stars are just, they're alive. You know, they're like, they do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're part of this motion, this, this cal- highly calculated uh, set of, uh, you know, motions that are all converging and, and interacting. They're speaking. So, that, so we're looking at Jupiter, and it, it, it happens to be Jupiter's right on top star. of Virgo. No, it's not a star, but uh, in, well, in, the, in the Bible, the planets are called stars. Mm. So sometimes, you know, that goes off my head. But Wait, which version? The, um, so it's sitting there, and it's in, uh, on the Virgo for 280 days. Now, 280 days is a full term of pregnancy. That's nine months. That's a, that's a full term. So uh, in Revelation 12, it says that that would happen. He says that John says he looked at the stars and he saw a sign. He says that the virgin shall conceive. And says when it says he looked at the heaven, it, it, the word there means to the stars. So he's looking at the stars and he sees this sign, the virgin going to conceive and the child is born. And it just so happens that on the 23rd of September, the day that Jupiter left Virgo, there are 12 stars above her head. You know, the, the moon was at her feet. And anyone could go look this up. It's pretty interesting. You got 45 so, seconds to fill us in on the rest of the, the end of the world, though. Well, the rest of the end of the world is that it says 2,520 days till the rise of the beast, essentially. So that's August August 17th, August 18th of uh, 2024, which seems to make a lot of sense to me based on the things going around the world. Anyway, that's, that's it. Okay. John from Ontario. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the other side. Just uh, stay there. Is the end of the world coming? It most certainly is. Is it coming? Nobody knows. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies 
to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. world's coming. You heard it here first. We were talking to John in Ontario about the meaning uh, that you can get from looking at the stars and the end of the world, right? Uh, I've got a little, uh, here's what I was doing. Simon earlier asked me what I was doing this weekend and I was dismayed to inform him, inform him that I wasn't strictly uh, newsing I was snoozing. Actually, I was garage sailing. And one of the women who I encountered at this garage sale was perusing some items. And so I came up to ask her, hey, what's got your eye? And uh, she uh, didn't say much, but she handed me something. And I thought she handed me a business card. And then she asked me, she said, are you going to heaven when you die? And I said, ooh, I think so. Um, she came to that garage sale not to buy anything, but to ask me if I was going to heaven. That was very sweet of her, right? She was getting right with God, right? She was preparing for the end of her days, right? Hey, if the, if the world ends tomorrow, it ends for everyone, right? The world ends for you tomorrow, right? What's going to happen to your soul? Are you secure with that? Can you live with that? You know, that's just one of those things that uh, maybe maybe people need to orient themselves every day, right? Maybe it's a little prayer. Maybe it's something when you wake up. But just get your uh, get your actions where your heart and your head are, right? You can do that. Or, you know, you can look at the sky and you can try to interpret meaning from it. You know, our minds try to do that right? Categorically, right? Our minds try to fit things into, we have to organize. And then once we've got this thing, it's like, oh yes, what meaning can we extrapolate from this? Oh. <sighs> Who knows, man? Who knows, John? But, uh, hey man, maybe if, uh, Draco moves through, oh wait, if Perseus moves through Draco's tail, that's it. That might be the end of the world. No, I don't know. What's actually super interesting, uh, speaking of some news, now that I'm kind of on my own little tirade here, we're going out to your calls in just one second. Uh, on Friday, there was news about, um, here's how they got me, uh, alien craft landing uh, in the North Pacific. Let's try to look that up. It's Friday's news, and it's actually about uh, the density of these iron balls that uh, came down. And what I find really interesting about this is uh, our ability 
to be so precise, right? Um, researchers in the, I believe it was, it, it, it fell right by the Cayman Islands. It's what I want to say. If I, if I remember correctly, they were able to dredge uh, a section of seafloor, right? Where they found these little balls, right? Little iron balls that uh, were meteorites that hit earth, right? Like 10 years, a decade ago. And they've been sitting at the bottom of, of the ocean. And we were able to figure out with computers, right? Yes, this is it. Unified, identified object, right? 2014, right? We were able to dredge the ocean after a decade and find a handful of might as well be Dragon Ball Z, right? Little Dragon Balls, right? At the bottom of the ocean. That's cray cray. Look at how big. Let's look at these pictures here. I'm not a picture person, but look at how big those are. Just for your uh, for your reference, and we're able to do math. We're able, we've got people on this planet that are able to math so good that they can find that. That's Captain Insano level, right? It's pretty cool. What we can make uh, of the stars, right? What the stars can tell us. Because if you think about it, those little iron balls are going to tell us about the nature of the universe. Crazy, right? So maybe maybe the stars can tell us something. Moving on to more calls. Nathan in Michigan wants to talk about Schuma. Schuma, the political Tuma, giving kids energy drinks. What's up, Nathan in Michigan? Well, hey, good morning. Well, that was the beginning, but you kind of just changed me for a second. Let me just say this real quick. Uh, oh, sure. I'm a Christian. I be- recently became a Christian, and it became through InfoWars. In 2006, my brother told me about a movie he watched was Loose Change. Then I watched a movie by Aaron Russo that was Freedom to Fascist. So I got involved in InfoWars back in 2006. Then I went to uh, Clay Clark's uh, Reawaken America tour in Grand Rapids. Then I became a Christian. So I just want to see how that all show you how that all works full circle. And I really wish people would read the Bible and study it before they talk about the things that they really don't understand. I I used to be a non-Christian and mm-hmm. until I started reading it, it really helps you understand it. So Schumer, he is an idiot. Complaining about caffeine and an energy drink, but they're giving hormone blockers to children and they're letting infants breastfeed on hairy men's chest. Give me a break. These people need to be drug out and hung for being pedophiles. That Period. is that is Chris, slightly I'm hilarious when you broke. when you put that that comparison. They're worried about energy drinks, right? Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> there's hormones going through some dude's breast milk to an infant that is not biologically his because you know that's the other odd thing right yeah. if you're if you've got an infant that's breastfeeding from you and it wasn't from your body your breast milk as a woman is supposed to be like for your child that's why kids that that's why it's not like you got two pregnant moms and one mom's like maybe running dry or something and the other mom's like hey give your kid a load of this and you know just pops out a well, is you know where really I'm going from milk? there. That's weird, but yeah, yeah that's is that um, is that really breast milk? Yeah, yeah uh, we don't know what that is, uh, but it's definitely <laughs> being secreted from the nip. So that's gross. Um, another thing we need is 
we need our religious leaders. This stupid 501c3 crap has destroyed our religious leaders to be able to start standing up. Mm-hmm. Our Catholics in Michigan are gone, sure. man. BLM, rainbow flags everywhere. I go to Colinville Bible Church, and that guy, he is, you guys look him up. He's on, he does a sermon, and he is an awesome pastor. He ain't afraid to say what's right and wrong. He uh, Is there a church website Jeremy for you? Wentworth is our house speaker, and when they passed the law for the gay pride stuff, my pastor called him up and said, you had better repent for the sin you're committing to force me celebrating homosexuality for a month. And he hasn't talked to our Republican speaker for a month or for years because of that. Huh. <laughs> and so he's a good speaker. So, but yeah, we really need religious leaders though to start coming forward and well, Nathan, Nathan, uh, you want to give your congregation a little plug. Uh, does your church have a church website, or wh- where do people in yeah, Michigan? Colinville Bible. Sorry, go ahead. Colinville Bible Church. Colinville Bible Church, Clare, Michigan. Clare, Michigan. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Nathan, thanks and for giving us. He was one of the pastors I wanted to uh, put in for Alex to talk to, to discuss things with, because this guy is a phenomenal scholar, and he's young. Very cool. Nathan, glad uh, you're tapped into a good community, and uh, thank you for calling in. Guys, just want to give you a quick 10-second reminder about InfoWarsStore.com. It's where you can go to get the things that your body craves. The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who've already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount it's probably the lowest price out there you need this filter infowars.com is tomorrow's news today you like your iq dropping you like to die government loves you drink your fluoride is by far the most amazing song I've heard in a long time. Destruction and hatred of all that is good. Black with this. This is amazing. Let's ride this for like 20 more seconds. This whole thing's gonna come down on us. Hope you're cozy under the black wings of the New World Order. We'll see how yeah. that works out for you. We're not drinking out of your fetid, 
filthy, pus-filled cup, your goblet of death. Light that fire that will burn your systems into a pile of black slag. been looking for a new alarm ringtone lately and now you can find it uh we're gonna put that song specifically on screen at the cruise uh convenience um that's amazing we will put it on the screen later and i will let you know when it goes on screen if you love that little ditty that we just had going that blew my mind um also gonna talk about something that's gonna blow your mind the last caller was ranting about um, some stuff and some trans and some LGBT, which gives me the excuse to talk about a new rule. Um, I'm going to totally cop this from Bill Maher. Transgender woman is crowned Miss Netherlands for the first time in beauty pageants history and will now compete for Miss Universe crown. All right, good for them, right? Uh, uh, Just letting you know. But that is now the trans turing test if you out there want to compete against women and you are a biological dude you can in beauty contestants right here's the name of the game if you can trick people into believing that you are the hottest female out of all the contestants and that's how you win that's that's the trans turing test okay just like, you know, if we can't determine whether or not it's a human or a machine, hey, it's AI, right? No, that's it right there. The trans Turing test. Amazing. Hey, great for diversity. Great for you, Netherlands. All right. Anyways, moving on to uh, more calls and or news. Craig in Ohio looks like you've been hanging on for a little while. Uh, capital markets and finance. I love news that uh we can actually use craig in ohio what do you got for us good morning matt hey what's going on hey so um it's funny you sit here and you listen to all these calls and uh and you think you know some of them don't really apply to your topic but then all of a sudden most of them do and so i guess um let me start off a little bit with you know the constitution and how powerful it was because you know, we're finding that it's very hard to break it down. I mean, these people are having a really hard time playing games with the judicial system, you know, trying to break it down and, and destruct it. The, you know, so that ties into, you know, God-given rights, you know, and, and then we can make the connection to capitalism, right, which leads to human innovation and, um, you know, what are our real strengths? You know, the human innovation human innovation, our capital that we've built up over generations, and then our faith, right? So let me try to tie some of this together in the sense that that leads to market, right? And we have all these markets all over the place, right? We have energy markets, we have equity markets, bond markets, currency markets, markets for everything, right? To help find supply and demand, price levels on everything. I'm tracking. And so, yeah, so, so the the important thing here is, you know, trying to think back to some of your previous callers is that what can we really do, right? You know, everybody sits here and we talk, we complain, we research, we look for these different things. And, you know, what we're finding, you know, whether we look at GameStop or we look at, you know, uh, Bud Light, you know, Anheuser-Busch, or we look at these other things, I mean, it's, it's you know, our ability to shut down these systems where applicable Right and and open up 
these systems in other areas is really our power, right? And so how do we collectively do that, right? And then how do we know to do that, you know? So my experience is, you know, I've been working in markets for, you know, 35 years, you know, I'm 50 something and I've been doing it for a long, long time, you know, through graduate school, through everything. And I ran across some interesting math that ties back into, you know, these, you know, you can, you can look at sacred geometry, you can look at, you know, Fibonacci, you can look at, you know, planetary alignments, all these things that all your guests have been talking about. And, you know, I'd probably they say 10,000 hours to be an expert. I've, I know I've put well over 90,000 hours in the markets, right? So I've seen things and, I, and, and I've come up with these, these things that I don't really say predict, right? But they, they, um, um, you know, they, they measure these cycles. And they can say, you know, some people do it in terms of time. Some people can do it in terms of price. I'm more on terms of the price side of things where you can say a market should go to this price level within a certain period of time. And it's based off harmonic levels, right, that we can, you know, go back and study. And, you know, someone plucks a string on a cord and how long does it take for it to dissipate? These things flow through 8 billion people in the world, right, that are somehow attached to all these markets that we've created. And, and yet you can pluck this string, you know, doing, right? And then, you know, out comes a level and the markets just respond to it. So there's something much bigger going on here that we can actually measure, right? We can actually quantify, you know, it's not just, you know, I was doing some research or I was looking at this, first, whatever that thing was that I was talking about first year, you know, I forget what it was, but some thing you looked up on Wikipedia, I forget the name of it. But, you know, these are all interesting things and our gut tells us these things have some legitimacy but there's actual things we can do right to to say you know i look i've watched manipulation i've watched the markets change over 25 years you know mm-hmm. i've watched the day the day that we went from the the, the the trading floor in chicago to the screens you know i watched that process go on interesting and, and you know and so the key is you know you watch this whole process occur and these things are more predictable than what we know. And, you know, I'm just here to say that there are things we can do about it. It's just somehow someone's got to organize this, right? Someone's got to pull this together. Otherwise, we're just 8, to 8 billion people minus the 1,000 that are in control. We're all just adrift, you know? And we're, sometimes we'll hit, hit Anheuser-Busch right or we'll shut down this, you know, this, that, or whatever. But, but there's got to be some collective effort to get this thing together. You know, and it is doable. It really, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt with the math. And it, and it brings me back to the Constitution and God-given rights. Okay. These markets, just one quick thing to wrap it up here. These, these markets, you can find God in these markets, right? Because the cycles, no matter how much these people try to manipulate these markets, you can see God wins, right? I can see, I can show you a thousand events at a whim. You could say, tell me a market. I'll pull up an old example and I'll show you. God won right here. I can show you exactly where he won, right? They couldn't manipulate it anymore, right? So it's just, hopefully that brings it full circle. I know I brought a lot of things into the equation, but I'm trying to tie it together with all your callers and just inspire people that we're not lost. We just need to, somehow we've got to collectively pull this thing together. Mm. Yeah, it's very powerful, Craig. Um, as someone who has had a lot of time in markets, I'm, I'm sorry to, to be a little bit divergent from uh, your message there and, and, and what you were trying to inspire people with. I've got a question for you. What do you think about the SEC and their position on crypto regulating it 
Um, one thing that's been on my radar in terms of stories uh, is the selective enforcement as to uh, how they choose uh, how they're how. I'm sorry, not selective enforcement. How they're picking winners and losers uh, in crypto. Uh, Craig, stay on the line. I'll give you about four minutes to think that one over. That way I'm not putting you on the spot. If you got any insight, I'll uh, I'll touch down with you during the break and uh, we'll see if we can get something going there. Everyone else, just stay there. We're going to be back, I think. person and i want to say that i'm just a man but i'm not just a man just like you no matter what color you are whether you're a man or a woman you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you who has a destiny for you that's why the system hates you and fears you that's why they hate me it's because the spirit i carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love my friends the enemy's coming after me not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly, and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system in stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today, and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add to the water supply like fluoride. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, everybody, tune into the American Journal. Matt filling in for Harrison. If you're just tuning in now, we were talking to Craig from Ohio. Before we jump right back into that phone call, wanted to let you know what you heard in the last segment. Coming into the last segment, we had to let the music ride. The EP, the album, you're going to find it Crush the Parasites by Alex Jones, Prison Planet, and the song specifically was Goblet of Death. Yeah, exactly. And if that, uh, if you judge an album by its artwork alone, you know that this one's going to be a banger. Let me tell you right now. 
we're turning that up uh, on uh, on the American Journal uh, henceforth, right? Uh, I think uh, when Harrison gets back, I think that will be every intro song until we've uh, exhausted the uh, litany of uh, songs we got there. All right, anyways, Craig from Ohio. I was speaking to him off the air during the break about crypto. And uh, Craig said that uh, he's been following the crypto markets for a while and uh, was dropping some knowledge on a guy named Gary Gensler. And uh, Craig, just wanted to uh, invite you back into the conversation here to uh, to tell us a little bit about this uh, Goldman Sachs investment banker. Yeah, um, well, so Gary Gensler started off with Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs has a very bad history, you know, even if we go back to, like, the whole Greece riots, right? They're the ones that structured a... a Boy, this gets confusing. I'm trying to keep this as simple as sure, possible. Sure, sure, sure. No, he they, structured... They got, they, they got Greece. He and some of his buddies, right, they, they were in the process, well, including Mario Draghi, who was also a Goldman Sachs guy. They structured Greece into the European Union, okay? It was a, it was a completely hose job on Greece. Mm-hmm. And this is very typical of Goldman Sachs, right? So... I just encourage anyone to go look that up. Look up Mario Draghi, look up Gary Gensler, look at their involvement in Greece and setting up the whole bricks. And, uh, you know, and so not to get off on a tangent that, on that too much, because I think the important thing here to, to stress is his history, and, and, and anybody watches history, I could send you guys a bunch of information on it, right? A lot of history on him, how he's moved through the system, all the things he's been involved in. He didn't accidentally end up here right now during this period of time handling this case with XRP, as you mentioned, in these, in these cryptocurrencies, right? Mm-hmm. What, what I think we really have to focus on here, though, is, you know, who was Satori? You know, did he really even exist? Not really an answerable question, but it has to be asked, right? Sure. Because you have to get that mindset or, first. Or the was it just thing, the U.S. The government? Next thing to look at, yeah. The next thing is, yeah, I think you're right. So the next thing to look at is who controls the ledger, okay? So a cryptocurrency by itself is no different than the Swiss franc or the New Zealand dollar, the Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, Japanese yen. It's no different. What makes a difference with cryptocurrency is the ability in these, you know, let's, for lack of better words, not getting too confusing, but peer-to-peer networking of storing the transactions that occur with a cryptocurrency, right? So if I transact with you and you transact with your boss and your boss transacts with his friend, it, that whole history is stored, and that's the ledger. So who yes. ends up controlling that ledger is the whole power of the whole thing. Otherwise, it's just another market, just another cryptocurrency. That's what differentiates it. So mm-hmm. why is Gary Gensler there right now? Why are these guys doing what they're doing? Then we've got to bring in BlackRock. We've got to bring in Vanguard, right? Not so much Vanguard in this one, but definitely BlackRock, right? Mm-hmm. BlackRock is playing a critical role in influencing who gets to say what. And see, you can see this path being carved out. And if we don't inform people and we're not careful, we're just going to let this whole thing unravel and we're going to end up in this central bank digital currency. And you guys talk about it. You guys do it. You guys do it so much justice, right? I mean, the key is though, you got to, we got to back up the truck a little bit. You guys hammer this thing of once we lose control of that central bank digital currency and you get a mass, once you get a mass influence, whatever that number is, 20%, 30%, 50%, I don't know what that number is where there's no turning back. Right, sure, we can't sure. win anymore. Right, w- critical that's mass. That's that right. critical point. That that critical mass. Once we cross, and we don't know what that number is, but once we cross that, there's no getting it back. I mean, you could go to you know some, you know, um, 
you know, island out in the Pacific and you still probably can't escape it. Right. I mean, it's just going to be pervasive everywhere. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot to uncover here. We could talk about this for hours, you know, but I, I think the key things are, you know, keep an eye on BlackRock, really study their movement. Keep an eye on, you know, who's, keep that idea of Satori and the ledger, right? Who's controlling the ledger, right? Mm. Because it's so important in this whole process. And who's going to win? Which, if we have an independent cryptocurrency that you and I can use, it's not government driven. You know, you got to look to, you know, El Salvador, right? You got to look to Nicaragua. You got to look to these places that are trying to institute, you know, the, the, the cryptocurrency and trying to get, a, you know, it, be a foothold there. And, and there's guys doing great work on that. You know, you, you don't have to look very far. There's great people. There's so many people doing good work on it. You just have to be interested and dig, you know, and, and your, your whole, I mean, all of your callers today are researchers, right? Every one of them in some form or another. We just, we have to dig. And somehow, but back to my point, though, you know, is somehow we got to, we've got to get someone to, to get our arms around this thing and collectively get us on the same page. This has always been the problem with history, right? The people can always win every war if we can be collectively pulled together. But right. if we stay divided like they want, we can't win anything. And we're proving that day after day. Right. 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 No, no, no. If you, if you were to take into account um, behavioral economics and you were to split up uh, all interactions based on a class system, right? The people at the top, when um, when dealing with a collective mass that's larger than them, right? Atomization is key, right? In trying to negotiate uh, uh, basically every interaction to where you come out on top, Right, as someone who has access to the financial resources, the you know the backbone of the economy. So yes, Craig. Hey, Craig. Great conversation. Thanks for calling in, and I do encourage you to give us a call back sometime. It's the first time hearing from you, I think. So awesome, awesome stuff. Finding God in the markets when man is trying to play God and manipulate markets themselves. Very, very interesting stuff. We are going out now to Cloud in Michigan. Um, wants to talk about some fertilizer. What you got, Cloud? Um, well, I was looking at uh, a website, and it's Garden Like a Viking. Okay. And, you know, I was watching this guy where he's making his own fertilizer. Okay. He's not purchasing basically hardly anything, maybe a little sulfur, lye, but that's that's a little further in the high tech of it. Mm. But J-A-D-A-M, it's called Jadam. It's mm. an old Korean way of making your own fertilizers. Then you've got your pests, you've got your bugs and everything. There's ways to, to make that out of the plants that you have. But you can make cheese, you can make your own lactic acid, Hmm. you make your own calcium, and you can start out, you know, even urine. You take a five-gallon bucket, you take the urine, you take some of this mold, take a little compost, throw in a little sea salt, give it a couple days as long as you got enough heat, around 75, and uh, you're looking at about a tablespoon to a gallon of water. And that's on just about all of what you're making. You can get this stuff underneath your tree. You get that mold and uh, get some clean water. You, Sounds you know, yummy. You don't want to use, 
<laughs> well, actually, you know, if you think about it, it is kind of yummy in a crazy way with the urine. <laughs> but Tell me when in. you put in well, when you put in the mold and that type of stuff, it starts to clean it up and you you've got probably about a 3-month wait and then all of a sudden you've got fertilizer that's going to be, you know, all year long. Um I made some I ran across this about a year ago. So, so made, real quickly, I've, real quickly, you, you've been you've had personal experience with these uh, these fertilizer techniques of how to make this fertilizer, and you've had success. Absolutely, absolutely. You can make that's great. A, that's great to hear. You can make five gallons, or you can make a hundred gallons of fertilizer. Just depends on how much pee you got. Well, uh, it depends on how much <laughs> weed you got, how much you know grass you've got. Right All on. this stuff is so simple. It's in your backyard. And but this guy that like microfarmguide.com slash Jadam J A D A M they've got the books on Amazon and um, I've been doing this for a year. Cool. And I'm not having any problems at all. Um, but it's also too it refreshes the earth. Sure. That's that's the interesting part of this. No synthetic pesticides. Free. Sign me up. Uh, there you go. J-A-D-A-M. Jadam. And, and, yeah. And I've got six buckets sitting out there I was working with last year. I've got them. You can dedicate it to the peppers, potatoes, you name it. Hey, Cloud, thanks for giving us a call with that uh, awesome information. Taking your calls to the InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there. Canceling time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees instead of making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you.